So the big question is this, how do young men like us, who didn't listen to society, who are on our own, how do we grow and improve ourselves so that we can live a better tomorrow? That is the question, and this show will give you the answers. My name is James Radzinski, and welcome to The Ascend Momentum Show. Welcome back. So, a couple days ago, well, let me explain first. I've been working on this deep meditation, guided meditation series called The Gateway Experience. And in my opinion, I, I mean, honestly, it's the only guided meditation that I've even researched deeply into, but I think that it's like the best. And so I, it's an eight wave series, eight like sets of CDs. And the, I bought the first one a couple weeks ago and I've actually been, it was actually, uh, it, I've been using it for the past week and a few days. So probably like eight days. And then I bought the second wave and it actually came a few days ago. So on the 19th and today is the 21st when I'm recording this. So that's what I'm doing right now. I actually said that I was not going to do wave two until I get very comfortable with wave one, but I was reading about wave two because wave two is focusing on focus 12 and wave one is about focus 10 and it's just levels of how deep of meditation you're in basically. And I was looking into the like other people's experiences and I was seeing that people are just, some people are actually doing one exercise per day. So they would do in each wave, there's three CDs and in each CD, there is two exercises. So there are six exercises per wave. And so I, but I've been doing, like I've been repeating the same exercise over and over and over again until it's comfortable with me. But there are other people who just keep on moving forward. And there was this one guy, I was actually looking at a few people. Um, I don't know their names. It was, there was one guy who posted on like an actual website and then another guy who posted on Reddit and people were moving on to wave two before they even got to mind us or mind awake body asleep because that's what focus 10 is it's basically when uh your body is asleep deeply restfully asleep but your mind is still awake and i also heard that that basically means like sleep paralysis so you're basically your body is basically paralyzed but your mind is awake and so i was planning on focusing on wave one until I achieved that state of sleep paralysis, but I was actually looking at other people's journeys and they moved on to wave two and still got success, even though they hadn't achieved that state either. 
So they were in a similar state to me and moved on to wave two and got some success. So last night I actually did my first session on wave two that I did the first exercise intro to focus 12. And I got, I definitely got into the deepest meditation that I've ever been in, but I did not get, I don't think I had the, I don't think I got to focus 12. And then same thing this morning, I did the intro to focus 12 again. I just repeated it. And I, it was a similar experience where I was in a very deep meditation, but it was not, I don't think I got focus 12. And, but what I've basically just been doing is I've been just visualizing my goal. And since I don't, I think I have like a touch of aphantasia, which is basically where you can't really visualize like you're blind in the mind's eye. And so I've been reserving my visualization to meditating. And that's what I've been doing. I've been getting into like, that was, that's like what I was doing in uh, the wave one there. The last exercise of wave one is called like free flow focus 10. And it's basically just uh, a free like individual meditation session, like where you get to guide yourself. It's not like guided meditation. And so uh, that's what I was doing during that exercise. I would just uh, focus on my goal. I would visualize my goal. And then I'm also, uh, but that's, that's what I was doing. And then I've also kind of like, gotten to the point in my visualizing my goal where I'm actually like connecting a lot of the activities that I'm doing in the day with my goal. So I'm like, I keep reminding myself that this is helping me move forward. And then even like when things happen. So, uh, my goal, uh, for context, I'm not going to tell what my goal is because I've already said it in the past. So you get, if you're really curious, you can look in like past episodes, but I'm not going to say it because, and I was talking about this, uh, I think yesterday's episode or a few episodes back where I feel as though if you share your goals, they never, they never come true. Like you never achieve them. And that's kind of like the trend that has happened to me whenever I share my goal, I never achieve them. So that's why I'm not going to. I, I even though I did share this goal, I think that as long as I stop sharing it, then that'll be fine. But there was, uh, there was, uh, it was raining on the way home from on my bike ride, and I even connected that to my goal. I was like, "This is connected to my goal," and I think that this is good because I'm actually getting super excited and like I'm getting to the point where I'm basically starting to think about my goal all the time. Now I think about my goal like all morning. And then once I'm at school, I slowly stop thinking about it. And then I forget about it until I get out of school. And then once I get home, then I start thinking about it. So I think that school is like kind of a roadblock. It kind of prevents you from thinking about your goals, but I'm going to, I'm going to pay extra attention to 
thinking about my goal during school because that's it's probably preventing school is probably preventing me from thinking about my goals and that's basically uh what transurfing is all about you should have your goal in the background of your thoughts at all times and that's basically how you realize your goals and plus you have to systematically run your slide in your head like constantly and so focus 12 that meditation level in the gateway experience is there's one exercise that i haven't gotten to yet which is actually all about manifestation and all about manifesting so it's an exercise dedicated to manifesting and basically running your slide so once i get to that i'm definitely going to be repeating that um pretty often depending on if i actually like that specific exercise or not but i i did this morning or so yeah, last night and this morning i was doing intro to focus 12 and then right before this ep this podcast because i meditate three times a day once in the morning once before the podcast and then once at night so right before this podcast like 30 minutes ago i moved on to the second exercise which is all about um like getting into focus 12 and then asking a question so asking like your expanded consciousness a question now, like I said, I don't think I was able to actually get into Focus 12. I am getting into deeper and deeper meditations. But I did experience one thing where I was like at the end of every at, like at the end of every exercise, he basically says like calls you back and says like now go back to normal consciousness by using your strategy you've learned of saying one and then moving your right hand. And I like think that I fell like I I don't know if I fell asleep or I just clicked out. I think I clicked out. So one that's the one term that I heard in the transurfing or not transurfing in the gateway experience manual where you can just click out where you kind of just teleport time or you kind of just uh your brain just stops or you just uh, realize that time passed, but you don't, it didn't feel like time passed. Does that make sense? So basically I was just sitting there and then all of a sudden I kind of woke up, not woke up, but I realized like that the noises were gone. Like in my headphones, the, the headphones noises were gone. That means that the tape was like over and so that, but I didn't realize that time was moving. So that's basically what a click out was. And I don't know how long that lasted, but it def it definitely happened. Um, but I just got up and then got there, got up from there. But I'm, I don't know if it was, I might have actually fallen asleep because I got up and I kind of felt like I just woke up. Maybe I fell asleep. I'm not sure. But this morning, I actually had this huge epiphany. So let me give you some context. A little while ago, probably like many months ago, I saw a Hamza video, um, a YouTuber that I used, I used to watch and still 
uh, would watch, but I, I haven't been on YouTube in like a month, but this YouTuber was, he's actually like changed my life. Basically he, uh, changed the game for me essentially because he basically was one of the biggest role models that I followed on my self-improvement journey for quite some time. But there was this one video that I saw and it was basically, he was talking about going on a, like climbing a mountain. And now I didn't climb a mountain, but in that video, he was talking about how when you're on a mountain, you can see so far away. Like you can actually see the horizon. Like you can see so far, you can see miles. And he was talking about how when you're in, when you, if you live in a city or like a suburb, then you're kind of like conditioned and you're basically only able to see so far ahead of you. Like you're only able to see up until like that next block. And I live just outside of the city. So the furthest I can see, even if I'm standing on top of a, like even if I'm standing or no, no, the furthest I can see in my normal day is probably like just one block. And usually it's, it's only like a few feet in front of me. And that's usually, even if I can see further, I'm like, I have a habit of not really looking too far ahead. I have a habit of looking very close to me. And so basically all of this, I don't really remember what Hamza said after that, but I'm just going to use my own words now. And basically I believe that this is just conditioning us to keep us in our place, like keep us in our like positions and kind of condition us to make us not know or kind of condition our minds to not know that we can actually go further and then not know that there's actually more because we can only see like 20 feet ahead of us. And so subconsciously we're kind of like trapped. And I feel like that's why most people stay, live in the same town all their lives. And that's what I like. That's why over summer when I was going to the park like every day uh, with my friend and we would do sprints and then there would be this one sprint that we do that was like an extra long sprint and then at the end of the sprint we would stand in this one spot where we could have a perfect view of the city like of Chicago and we could see like the Sears Tower and like all the big buildings from where we are and we were pro we were like we don't live in the city but we live just outside the city so like the buildings are like f far they're close enough to where we can see them uh but they're far enough to where they're just kind of like grayed out if that makes sense like you can they're like kind of gray in the distance but we were actually I told him about that thing that I saw on Hamza. And so basically I said, we should be looking far and we should be like looking further and further. And so that's what we would always do. We would rest during our run, the sprint, and then we would look out onto the buildings like that were miles away. And it's like, 
that was a that's a very like it's kind of like a subconscious thing that makes you realize that there is more and like you can see so so much further away but this morning i kind of connected it all where this morning i found myself and i realized that i haven't really looked very far and then i also connected it with a transurfing where a transurfing term is there's a transurfing term called your world layer and it's basically the layer of your world and your world like your reality basically consists of your world layer and the world the actual world entire world is made up of millions and millions of world layers stacked on top of each other so my world layer and then your so like let's say i was living with you then my world layer would be stacked on top of your world layer so that's basically a world layer is basically just like your part of the world if that makes sense so my part of the world is my room and my house and then my school and like that's my world layer basically and i was connecting it all because while i was biking i I became conscious of the fact that my world layer was so small because if you've ever i mean i'm sure a lot of you guys have done this but i like i'm sure that most people are not conscious of this fact um because I wasn't conscious of it until like just like just this morning. And basically when you're like biking or walking along in a town, if you're just walking in a town, like a suburb or um, like a city, then you're basically, even though you're like biking through an entire town, your world layer seems so small. Like, even though I'm biking, like, two miles through my town, it's, my world layer is still very tiny. And it's because on both, I'm, like, in the street, and there's sidewalks, and then right, right after the sidewalks are houses. And so I'm basically, like, I can't really see further than maybe 50 feet and if I'm biking down a street, I could definitely see further than 50 feet, but it's such a small like spot. So when every morning I actually go on a walk right after my shower at 4.30 in the morning and it's like pitch blackout, but uh, we have street lights so I can actually see. And it's very cool because I'm, I'm, uh, walking around and there's no one out. There's no cars. I probably see one car uh, in the entire walk, maybe two. And there's no like people out there. I, I don't think I've ever seen a person that was not driving a car when I was walking out in the morning. And but there are bunnies and then there like there's rabbits and then there's coyotes. I'll, I've only seen one coyote, but there are rabbits and so that's those are the only things are that are out there but pretty much i have the opportunity to get like the silence like experience the silence of the city and basically i get to look all the way down like i do this every morning i look all the way down the street and i it's like a 
fairly small spot, but I can see like two blocks down one street and then probably like four blocks down another street. And it's very small. Like you have to stand in a specific spot and look in that air in that area. So when I'm standing on the street, I can only see like four blocks and that's only in one spot. And so like, I'm not always going to be experiencing that like distance. And so when you're just going about with your day, your world, like you're basically experiencing maybe like 30 feet of space in all directions. And it's especially small if you're biking on the street where there are cars next to you. So then your world is basically like 10, like less than 10 feet of space in all directions. So I don't know if like, if I'm making sense right now, but basically what I'm trying to say is throughout your day, like, I'm just going to assume you are living in a city like I am. Throughout your day, your world is 10 feet squared big. Like, you're literally living in a world that has, like, 10 to 50 feet of space. Now, that is absolutely tiny. Like, imagine 10 to 50 feet of space. I'm probably in a basement that's, like, I don't, like, have a good perspective of measurements, but... I can probably see like there's one wall that I'm looking at right now that's uh, four feet, probably four feet away from me. And then there's another further wall that I'm looking at that's probably like 20 feet away from me. So basically throughout your day, you're, you're basically trapped in a box that's less than 50 feet. So what I'm trying to say is your life is 50 feet of space so let that sink in like your life is 50 feet of space in all directions now the severity of this is we live in a massive world like it takes it's probably it's like millions I'm, I think it's like millions of miles long like our world is massive and that's what people get to experience when they're uh when they've climbed a mountain and they look over and they can only see a portion of the world like a tiny fraction of the world but they can see so much and then the whole lesson that I'm trying to teach after all of that context is when I was riding on my bike this morning, the, the massive epiphany that I had was I looked up. I looked up at the sky. And that gave me an amazing perspective. Now, yeah, I look up at the sky throughout the day. Like, I know that it's there, but it's not really in my worldview. It's not really in my world layer because I remember... My world layer is only 50 feet long. Like the only things that are in my world that I really pay attention to on a day-to-day basis and most things I don't pay attention to. Like when I'm biking, I don't pay attention to the cars passing by. I don't pay attention to the trees most of the time. So those things are in my world layer of my 50 feet, but they're not because I'm not looking at them. 
but when you look up at the sky, your world layer instantly increases from 50 feet to 50,000 feet. Like it's probably even more than that, but like you get what I'm saying. Like your world layer instantly incre increases to the entire sky. So that's basically, I found that that's basically a, like a way to kind of get a piece of that perspective that you would on top of a mountain just from your normal day-to-day -day life when you're looking at the sky. But this whole, like there's another connection that I made that may be a little far-fetched, but I think that it's kind of calming because one of the biggest challenges when you first make a goal, especially if it's a big goal. So like the goal that I set that I'm working towards right now is a fairly big goal that I am not really sure if I will even achieve. Or at least when I first set it, I didn't even think that I'd be able to achieve it. Um, and But a very comforting thing is when you look up at the sky, you realize that the world is so much bigger than 50 feet of just space. So when you look at, up at the world, you realize that the world is massive because you're just lo you're looking at the sky, which is a massive surface area, but that's not even a, like that's a tiny fraction of the actual world. And so our world is generous and like takes care of us. And though our world is actually so generous and so rich that it has enough resources to take care of every single person. But the reason why not every single person actually is like taking care per se, like there's poor people and then there's middle class. Like the reason why not everyone is taken care of is because of their relationship to the world. They, they, they experience exactly what they kind of like believe that they like they experience exactly what they believe or know is for them or exactly what they're willing to have. But this, like what I'm trying to say is that when you look up at the sky, you can remind yourself that the world is massive. Like the world is bigger than 50 feet. So if you like one of my earlier goals that I actually accomplished, like that, I didn't know if I'd be able to actually get is like be get a very nice physique and I've like objectively I've achieved that but I am still like not completely happy with it well I, I'm very happy with my physique but I'm still working towards making it better like that's what most people do but like I didn't know if I'd be able to achieve it and that's because I had the 50 feet like mindset, 50 feet worldview. But if you just remind yourself that your world is like 50 million feet, then that big goal, you'll be like, you'll find some comfort in the fact that your world is massive. So your goal can be massive as well. Like if you're trying to become, if you're trying to become a millionaire, that's your goal or like that's a bad goal to be honest but let's just say your goal is to move to like buy a mansion and move into a mansion so let's say that's your goal and you're like middle class right now 
then if you're like in the 50 feet worldview where you your entire world layer is 50 feet then that mansion is definitely possible with that world layer but it's like your mindset your mental especially if you've never really achieved anything more than middle class status that may seem like very difficult and very difficult to achieve but one way that i found that is an amazing way to actually like get some comfort in the knowledge that your world is so much bigger so you can actually have so much bigger goals is just look up the sky and increase your world layer by like like millions of times like increase your world by millions of feet and then you will instantly have some comfort because i looked up at that world like i looked up at the sky this morning and like while i was biking i was thinking about my goal because i just like a few hours earlier i had just gotten done with a meditation session where i was just visualizing my goal so i was like still in that mindset of my goal and so i was biking thinking about my goal and like i'm at the point where I don't completely disbelieve it now. So I'm starting to believe that I can actually achieve my goal. But I was biking and I was like, oh, yes, this this is like what I'm doing. Like I was visualizing my goal basically. And or I was thinking about it. And then I looked up and I had that massive epiphany. And I was like, oh, wow, this goal is actually possible. Like the world is so big. The world is so massive that it will take care of me. Like just moments before my world layer was just 50 feet and now it's 50 million feet. Like I, I would just want you guys to see, like understand and hear the, like the power in this. Like this is one of the kind of, what's the word? Like this is one of the things that people may think. There's a word for it. I don't know, but Hamza said that this is kind of like a, I don't know the word. It's like there's a, one of the examples of this word is like an area 51 blank. Like people think, I mean, it doesn't matter, but basically this is one of, one of those uh, possibly where like we're living in a, society where we're conditioned in well like obviously we're conditioned to reduce our influence on the world and we're conditioned to where we actually don't believe in ourselves as much and like it's actually a little known fact that i actually don't i i don't uh completely believe this yet like i don't know this yet but in transurfing basically he says that you are a part of god now, I believe that I am a part of God because um, God basically uh, put a piece of himself in every single living being. And so, but basically this means a little bit more than that. So you are a part of God. So basically you are God and you can consider your intention, the intention of God. And you're only limited by your own beliefs. And that is all about like the pendulums, how your world layer is exactly or your worldview is exactly what it was taught to be like exactly what you were taught for it to be 
So that means that pendulums basically taught you to believe that you're not capable of such amazing things. When in reality, you are literally a part of, like, you are a part of God. So if you're a part of God, do you think that you'd be capable of amazing things? Like God literally created the entire universe. And if you've never seen the picture or the, like the sliding image of the entire universe, the universe is massive. Like trillions of quadrillions of billion, like unfathomable amount of size. And we are like, you've never seen an atom you like you've never seen an atom before but atoms make up everything we are smaller than an atom in comparison to the entire universe like that is like our entire world so you know how big the world is the the earth like yeah that's smaller than an atom compared to the entire universe so that put that into perspective so if god created all of that like we've our world layer is literally 50 feet and God created the entire thing where our world layer is smaller than an atom in comparison. And we're a part of that. We're a part of God. And so basically our like capabilities are only limited by ourselves. And what we believe in ourselves is exactly what they were, we were taught to. So we our like level of self-belief and self-knowledge is exactly what it was taught to be because I don't know about you, but I went 17 years of my life with no real like direction. I just kind of lived life like normal. I was a normal kid where I was basically a, like subconsciously sleeping. Like my consciousness was basically asleep my entire life and I never really had any direction. Like that's a normal thing. And that's because that was instilled in me by pendulums. And so literally my entire worldview is exactly what it was taught to be. And so now I'm like, like squashing that and putting in my own worldview of transurfing and that is what exactly what will allow me to have that self-knowledge that I'm actually part of God and my world is actually bigger than t- like 50 feet. Like if you think about it, 50 feet, if that's how big I think my world is like subconsciously, which is basically my primary like thinking, then how like if my world is just 50 feet, but I'm part of God, it just makes sense that some, some external force is kind of like in play. And that external force is pendulums because and pendulums are basically separating ourselves from God. Like I was reading about how like the pendulums are basically what created religion and religion actually separates you from God because you are God, like you, God is inside of you. And so but pendulums basically took over religion, created like Christianity and made churches and basically made you like worship God. So, and then they made you pray. And so it's basically like you praying for God for something, but that's basically like you asking yourself for something. 
when in reality, God actually gave you the greatest gift of all, the freedom of choice. And he actually, since you are God, you're a creator as well. So you can, you create your own layer, your own world layer, like your own layer of reality of your world through your thoughts. Like that's a a little known fact because pendulums have destroyed our ability to do that. But they've also absolutely like gotten rid of the, like even knowledge that we can even do that. Like one, they've destroyed our ability to create our own world with our thoughts, but two, they've like completely gotten rid of the knowledge that we can even do that in the first place. But Yes, you can create your own world layer with your own thoughts and Transurfing teaches you exactly how to do that. One, get a goal and visualize that goal as if you've already achieved it in the first person perspective and do that systematically, like all the time. And then follow the principle of coordination, which is basically remaining balanced. So don't place importance on anything, like don't create excess meaning on anything and that basically means if you have a toy let's just say you have like a actually let's just say you have a soccer ball a soccer ball objectively speaking is worthless like i'm not even hit i'm not even kidding it's just like a piece of foam and like some air inside of it like that objectively speaking is trash like it's not even worth anything but let's say you've created so much sentimental value and you've created so much value on it where you don't want it to pop. You're like, no, I hope it doesn't pop. Like, like I don't even want to play with it anymore. And you kind of like worship it, but not really. Like this is kind of what I did. I had a soccer ball where I would actually play with it a lot. And then I got to the point where I'd had it for like 10 years and I didn't want to do anything with it. And like that, that's importance because I placed importance on it. So remain balanced. Don't place importance on anything and go with the flow. So whenever you are like most people, whenever they come up with a like problem, they instantly try to control the situation and try and solve the problem. But that usually makes the, the matter worse. And then they're trying to control the situation directly. But what, what go with the flow is, it's basically you allow the variations into your script. So you don't like throw a fit whenever you, let's say, stub your toe. Just go with the flow. And then also like if there is a change, like let's say you get kick, like kicked off of the soccer team or something like that, go with the flow. Like that is probably meant for you. And then going with the flow is also about, I kind of lost my train of thought, but allow variations in your script and just keep moving forward. Place one foot in front of the other. So just keep moving forward. There's a metaphor that I was actually talking about in one of my episodes called like life is a dark forest or something like that something about a forest and it's basically where your like life moving towards your goal is basically you're placed in a dark forest pitch black but you're given a torch and that torch lights up 
like one foot in front of you. So one step in front of you. So you can't see, you know, the general direction towards your goal, but you don't know the exact path forward. So you just gotta, you only have one option. Just keep placing one step in front of the other, move one step in front of the other and go with the flow because there will be variations. There will be a snake. So whenever there's a snake, just reduce importance. And oh, that's what I was going to say earlier. Allow the world to solve the problem on its own. So whenever someone comes across a snake in the dark forest, their tendency is to try and like kill it, kick it away or run away. But going with the flow and allowing, like, first of all, when you see that snake, you drop importance because that snake, that problem arose because of your importance levels. And then once you do that, you like allow the world to actually allow that problem to resolve itself. So basically the snake will just slither on away on its own. Like it'll just leave of its own accord. And then that's basically what go with the flow is. And, uh, one of the other, okay. So also unify your heart and mind. So have your heart and mind in agreement. And this is, this actually happens a lot with our worst expectations. Like there's actually this one girl in my class who I was talking to in the beginning of the year where she has the biggest fear of spiders. And I asked her because I was familiar with the transurfing, you realize your worst expectations. And I was like, do you find that spiders, like, do you see spiders all the time? And she was like, yes. Like she actually like got so excited because I asked her that because she gets spiders all the time. And she actually said that literally the other day there was a spider like crawled on her. And so that's like her, her worst expectation. She has this fear of spiders. And so her heart and the mind are unified in that decision that they hate spiders, but that basically manifests because that thought energy is manifesting those spiders into her world there. That's a unity of heart and mind. And then also, uh, I'm pretty sure that's it, but there's also another part to coordination and it's called coordinating a coordination of intention. And that is basically, I like to explain it. First of all, that is all about interpreting, like perceiving all events as positive. So let's say your goal is to, let's say you live in a normal, like, a normal house in the city, just a normal house with like a bathroom, a few rooms, and that's it. Just a, a normal house. So your world, like your world is just that, but your goal is to live in a mansion. So do you think that there will be changes? Like, like in order for you to move to that mansion, there are definitely going to be a lot of changes into your life. And those changes, we can't, we like we can't know which changes, like we can't know what changes are be, like good for us because most of the time, the world works in weird ways that we don't know, and a lot of the changes that happen we perceive as negative. But if we perceive and react to them negatively, then that's basically the world. Like we're basically sending the world a message to give us this goal. And so the world is like, okay, yes, here's your goal. I'll help you along your way. And then like the world takes the first steps and 
makes a few changes and then you like this you hate it like you cry you like complain like oh why did this happen and that is basically like think about that if you were to ask your friend if you if like for a milkshake and your friend left to go get a milkshake and you started complaining that they left like that 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 just doesn't make sense like change is required for you to achieve your goals and so change is inevitable and it will happen along the way towards your goal and so whenever you come across an event any event you are at a crossroad so you're at a fork in the road where you have two options you can either take the positive path or the negative path and the way you decide which path to take is by is by your reaction or your real not your rea- reaction but your relationship to that event so if your relationship to that event is positive then you will take the positive route but if your relationship to the event is negative you will take the negative event so let's say you stub your toe and you get pissed off well then you're going down the negative route but if you just act with indifference you're going to I don't know if you go the positive route or you just don't like I don't know exactly how that works, but I assume you go the positive route and, or at least it protects you from further negative events. And that's coordinating intention. It's basically since all of these changes and also let me, let me explain this changes are just like, um, uh, nuisances or things that we don't like in our days are just deviations from the norm. So pretty much anything that we perceive as negative is simply just a deviation from the norm. So one of the, my favorite examples is in the morning, I always cook the same exact food every day. I cook the same food for lunch, breakfast, and dinner. And I always use the same utensils and everything. And so let's say one morning there's no butter, Okay. Well, that's a deviation. That's like a change. That's a deviation from the norm. That's not normal. And so like my old self, like a year ago, I would have a tendency to complain and just get mad about that. But that's just a deviation. That's change. And remember, change is good. Like change is required to get to your goal. Now, this change might seem so small, like missing butter, but who knows? Maybe it will help you move towards your goal. And so you just simply act. I like to act with indifference because I find it difficult to like genuinely be happy about missing butter. So I just act with indifference. It's just way easier for me. And that's, that's coordinating intention. And that is basically how you move towards your goal by, uh, f- you systematically or so that's how you create your world layer by systematically shaping or running your target slide and then follow coordination and then you you also there's this one chapter that I'm reading it's about the mirrors and the mirror world and it's basically how the world is a mirror that reflects your relationship to it and there's it's actually a double-sided mirror so there's two sides to the mirror on one side it's the metaphysical world, the alternative space. And then the other side is the physical world. And 
So I want you to imagine you standing in front of a mirror. So you're standing in front of a mirror and you see your reflection. And let's say you dislike the reflection. So you try and go, like you try and stick your hand inside of the mirror and try and change the reflection. That would be crazy, right? If you dislike the reflection, like let's say you disliked your hairstyle, you would just change your own hairstyle, right? You change like the actual thing that's being sent into the mirror. And the world is a mirror. So, but the thing that is like being sent is not yourself. It's actually your thoughts. So your thoughts are the input into the mirror. And then the world basically reflects back your thoughts and your attitude towards the world. And in the, where am I trying to go with this? The world. Okay. So if you are, like happy and and you believe that the world takes care of you, then that's how it will be. If the world, if you believe that the world does not take care of you and there's nothing in the world for you, then that's exactly how it will be. It just reflects your attitude towards it. But one of the nice things that, uh, one feature to the, well, that's basically the feature to the mirror. But another thing is that since one side of the mirror is basically the alternative space, the alternative space has everything there ever is, like everything that ever could be or will be and or was or is. And that alternative space is basically abundant, infinitely abundant with wealth. And the physical reality, as we know, is not infinitely abundant with wealth but the alternative space is. And so if you're reflecting thoughts of wealth, then it will just take from the alternative space and then insert it into your world world layer, like your actual physical reality. So that's why um, a lot of people like try and desperately fight over the last piece of bread when in reality there's enough bread for all, but it's just not here yet, if that makes sense. But there's also one more thing I want to talk about. And there is this, I don't remember exactly what it was, but there was this, I think it's called a Venetian mirror, where it's basically like a mirror that people actually liked way more. They enjoyed looking at their reflection in that type of mirror way more than they did other mirrors because it, they just liked the reflection a lot more. It just looked a lot better. And one of the little known or one of the little known facts at that time is that the actual like people who made those mirrors actually poured in a little bit of gold into the mirrors. And so it basically created a warmer hue hue and created a warmer like tone into the mirror. So you had a better reflection. And that is a very good lesson that Vadim Zellin taught because basically since the world is a mirror, you can basically pour in your own little gold. And the way you do that is by like constantly reassuring yourself of this one affirmation. Um, there are actually many different affirmations you can use, but the one I use is the world takes or my world takes care of me. That's the one I use. You can use my world protects me. My world like helps me along my way towards my goals. Like you can use anything, but there's also one more thing that there's also one more that I am starting to use a little bit more now. And it's uh, my world or everything that happens for me or everything my world does for me 
or I don't even remember exactly how it is, but uh, it's basically, I always remind myself that everything that happens is actually, everything I do and everything that happens is actually moving, is actually for my goal. So everything that happens is like helping me move towards my goal is actually moving me towards my goal closer and closer. But if you just always reassure yourself of the world is taking care of you and on every single of any, every single circumstance, positive or negative, but on negative circumstances, just follow the principle of coordination of intention and remind yourself that everything that happens or everything happens as it should and you are moving towards your goals as a result or something like that. And that's basically, that is basically a foolproof method of like creating your world layer and creating, like moving towards your goals, like all of that stuff that I just said. And one of the biggest lessons that I learned today is to look up at the sky. And actually, if you guys have been, listening to my episodes a lot lately or at least you've seen you've listened to a few episodes like all the way through till the end you'll know that my outro I always say the last word I say is remember the eagles and that's because in the beginning of like towards the beginning of my like podcast career I actually saw this I was I participated in ClickFunnels five day your first funnel challenge. And in those five days, there was a lot of different guest speakers, but one of the ones that actually spoke to me one of the most is this one guy named Myron Golden. And he basically told this one story that really stuck to me. And it's basically a story about eagles. And it basically taught about the learning curve, about how you basically have to fall down in order to learn how to fly or fall down before you can learn how to do something. And that story really spoke to me at the time because that's exactly what I needed to know because I was really bad at like podcasting and I was learning a lot of these different skills. And I just kept on reminding myself that about the Eagles because that is what got me through a lot of the times. And I actually wrote down on my, desk like remember the eagles and i also wrote down like the entire story and if you guys want to hear the story i have a, f- a few episodes i th- just look look for episodes that i posted a little while back uh that has the word eagles in the title i think there's two episodes the first one was the first time i shared it and then the second one was just like a review and i haven't like shared that episode in a long while and to be honest i kind of forgot about that or what I said episode, but I forgot about that story. Like, but I still say, remember the Eagles at the end of my, my intro or outro, but I, I'm kind of thinking of replacing, remember the Eagles to remember to look up at the sky because that is a huge thing. Like, and maybe cause I'll, I know that this look up at the sky may go like out of my routine similar to how the Eagles did. Like I may forget about it as well. And then maybe I'll replace it with a different thing. So I don't know. Uh, Maybe I'll do that this episode if I remember, but that's, that's like 
like that is one of the best lessons that I learned today. Look up the sky because that reminds me that my goals are actually achievable. And I basically like the, the achievement of my goals is entirely my choice. Like no one else can take that away from me. Like I'm the only person who can achieve my goals or who cannot achieve my goals. Like I'm the only person that can pr- get me to achieve my goals or prevent me to. And um, it's all up to me. And that's why I'm studying so much because I know that it, it's all up to me. So I actually have to completely change my worldview because there's a reason why I haven't achieved my goals yet. And it's because 17 years of my life, I have been like conditioned to think a certain way. And now I'm 18 years old and I'm beginning to condition myself to think in a certain, uh, different way. But that's it. Like that is all there is to it. And I want to talk about one more thing before we wrap up this episode. And it's all about, I'm going to Florida in a few days. Actually, I'll, I'll be there when this episode, actually, no, I won't be there when this episode goes live. Cause this, this episode will go live on the 26th at 12 in the morning. And I'll be at Florida at, or I'll get there around like nine. My flight is at like five fifty, And so I'm pretty much going to be in Florida when most of you guys will be listening to this. If you're listening like on the day of, or the week of. And so I, in preparation right now, I have five episodes scheduled. Once this episode gets like scheduled, I'll have five. And in preparation for it, I want to have seven. So tomorrow or this weekend, I'm definitely going to be doing double episodes over two days. And that means Transurfing Principles Part 7 and 8 are definitely going to be coming out soon. So look up for those because I like Transurfing Principles is extremely beneficial, especially for me. Like, I don't, I, I don't know any, like, I haven't gotten any input from any of my viewers, so I don't know, like, what people are thinking about this podcast, so I only have my own input, and I have found that I am so much more proficient in transurfing because of my studying, and I study in such a way because I count talking about transurfing as... Uh, part of my studies as well, especially the Transurfing Principles episodes, because it's like solidifying it into my brain because I'm teaching it. And my study method actually gets me, like gets those, like the content through my mind, like like up to like 15 times, like for like the most important pieces that I talk about a lot, gets through my mind like, 15 times goes through it passes through my brain 15 times when where before my first time I read transurfing everything just passed through my mind once which is fine and that's actually what I'm going to be doing in the future when I'm reading new books like that's what I always do with new books it'll just pass through my mind once but when I'm studying I actually want to get this stuff in and I'm reading like the second third fourth time through that's when like that is when it's so valuable to get it through like 15 times. Cause like I've only read it 
I'm not even done with my second read through on transurfing and I, I have a lot of knowledge. So to wrap things up, don't forget to download your favorite episodes and subscribe to the Ascend Momentum Show. But before you guys leave, make sure to look up at the sky.